Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Good morning and welcome back to season five of Becoming Eva. Thank you guys for joining us. We are sipping tea with BE this morning. We back, we back, we back. Season five. Wow. In full effect. Season five. Cannot believe it. Yeah. So, as Toya mentioned, we're sipping tea this morning, so we got lots to catch up with. Uh, But, you know, before we get into the actual tea, we got to do a shameless plug. We've been at work, you know, over the summertime and strategizing and planning, and we realized, y'all, we don't have no merch. Like, we need some merch for the BE community so y'all can rep with us and walk with us, you know, and all that good stuff. So... Uh, we start things off right by sipping tea. So what better way to sip tea than with your own BE mug, okay? So as Toya is holding up the black sipping tea in BE, I'm going to be holding up the white sipping tea in BE, and it has a dark color on the inside. You can also get one with a pink color on the inside. Also available online. You can actually go to our website at becomingevatoday.com and get your own mug so you can be sipping tea when we sip tea, you know. We actually, I think we did our first sipping tea episode last season and it went really well. So um, we'll probably try to make this a staple and we figure what better way to make it a staple than with our very own mugs. So grab your mug so you could be sipping tea with us and join us on our website at becomingevatoday.com to purchase your very own mug. And so, the tea, you know, we got a strategy behind everything, okay? So the T in uh, T-E-A stands for truth. The E stands for events. And the A stands for advice, okay? So if you have anything you've always wanted to know about us, you know, don't hesitate to slide in our DMs or even post it in the chat here. And we'll, you know, we'll try to answer it for you. If you need some advice about something, you know, we'll, we'll give it our best shot between us and the Holy Spirit. We'll do what we can to try to give you some godly wisdom, some godly counsel, um, you know. And then, of course, events, current events. If there's something going on or something you want us to weigh in on, do not hesitate to let us know. And we will try our best to try to, you know, weigh in on that for you. OK, so before we dive into sipping tea with BE, first of all, I got to ask, it's been a minute. So how are you doing, Toya? How's your week been? My week has been very, very busy. As usual, we are in full effect in the Morehouse school, working. I'm a teacher, of course, and then all of their little activities, gymnastics and um, dance and piano, all of those different things on our plates and then balancing like doctor's appointments and different things for self-care, working out, all of the different things that I try to get done all in a week. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, school is back in full effect. So shout out to all the parents, all the moms, all the dads, everybody trying to raise their children up right. Like, yeah, we know it's hard, hard work. So 
Oh, we pray in God's strength for you as you embark upon yet another school year. Okay, cool. Oh, I tell you, uh, it's it's been a crazy week for me as well. I don't know. I just, everything seemed out of whack this week. You know, my body was acting up. My back was causing pain. I was like, what in the world? You know, and that automatically slows you down. And then work was crazy off the chain. And, you know, I just felt like I could not catch up. I was like, okay. And then everything is starting back up. You know, of course, you know, school is starting back up, becoming Eva is starting back up, you know, other activities and events every, you know, as we transition into the fall months, everything is ramping back up. And so it's very easy to feel overwhelmed, but I want to encourage y'all to make sure you are taking some time for yourself. Make sure you take time to catch your breath. Make sure you take the time that you need in order to prepare and be the best you that you can possibly be. The great thing is we've got a holiday weekend coming up. So hopefully, you know, some of y'all can slow down during that time, but take the time you need, even in the midst of the busy, you know, you still got to make sure you take those moments and those pockets whenever and however they come so that you can bring your best self to the table and to the party each and every day. So cool. All right. Well, let's get into what's trending. You ready? Yes. All right. Well, you know, first and foremost, what's near and dear to our hearts is track stars. And y'all, if y'all follow us, you saw earlier this week, we had a post that, you know, Becoming Eva would not be here without track stars. I mean, they literally, first and foremost, they brought Toya and I together because our husbands have been, gosh, a part of track stars for well over a decade, 15 plus years. Um, I, I jokingly always call it my husband's other job because like they are faithful and diligent when it comes to track stars. Like, no, no sleep, no time, no days off. Like they just now taking some holidays off. I'm like, praise God. But they, they week in and week out have been faithful with building the Track Stars brand and having the Track Stars radio show each week. And so they are officially going to be on Sirius XM starting September 11th, 2022. So shout out to the Track Stars. We're moving on up. We move Yes, yes. Huge shout out to them. And they're also up for the Kingdom Choice Awards. We also made a post about that. So shout out to Ryan Moore, Sean, yes. and DJ Jeremiah. Yes. Love it, love it, love it. Shout out to y'all for real. Keep doing what you're doing. I know, I know it can seem thankless. I know it can seem tiring. I know it can seem overwhelming, but God is with y'all. He has his hand on your ministry and Y'all, they're, they're such incredible men of God, men of character, men of, of valor, and just an honor to see them walk this thing out day in and day out, year after year. So if you don't already, you know, support Track Stars, go find them at Track Stars with a Z, trackstarswithaz.com. You can also find our podcast is uploaded on their website um, as well. Um, but yeah. We were incredibly grateful and thankful to them. So, all right, on to the next. We got some catching up to do from the summer. So over the summertime, had a lot of hookups and breakups. So hookup, good morning, Michelle. Good morning, beautiful. Uh, hookups, let's talk about Benifer. And I say 2.0 because uh, for those of you that don't know, in the, in the words of Shalimar, this is the second time around. 
okay, for them. So I want to say, gosh, at least maybe 15 years ago, they were engaged and then ended up going their separate ways and having other um, marriages where they had children and those marriages and then got divorced and, you know, all that good stuff. And then, you know, J-Lo constantly on her relationship journey, but all that to say they recently uh, reconnected last year, 2021, got engaged earlier this year, got married over the summer, like literally under the radar. I don't even think I realized they were married until my husband was talking about it. And I was like, yo, like they got married. They got, okay. Okay. So she sealed the deal. She sealed the deal. So all that to say, uh, they are officially married and they actually just had a very uh, illustrious, beautiful ceremony right in the state of Georgia in our backyard, Toya. I think they were um, in the Savannah area. So shout out to uh, Jennifer 2.0. Any, any thoughts on this, on this new union? Congratulations. I'm glad they sealed the deal. Yeah. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. It came around again. Yes, yes. And I mean, it must mean something because Jennifer has been engaged multiple times, you know, and she's been married multiple times. But for her to seal the deal in this regard, and I will say this, one thing my husband and I were talking about is she officially took his last name. If y'all don't know, you can Google it. She now officially goes by Jennifer Affleck, like literally. So that's amazing to me. Uh, we were we were laughing. We were like, "Oh snap! They must have got some 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 godly counsel, some some premarital going on because she straight took his name. Like, that's amazing, especially for her to be as huge a star as she is. Like Jennifer Lopez, like the name in and of itself truly speaks for itself. So for her to take his name is is huge. What are what are your thoughts on women taking the uh, their spouse's last name? Um. I personally didn't care to keep my last name. I think, I think it's um, it's a symbol of you becoming one with your spouse, and you know, telling the world that you belong to, well, you all belong to each other, basically. Amen. Yeah, and that you're one. Yeah. Yeah. You're one. I mean, and so, and and I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of dialogue about this and, and a lot of reasons I'm sure that women may or may not take on their husband's last name, but I really do think that it speaks to, like you were saying, you and your spouse becoming one. But then I also feel like it speaks to your covering, to your husband now becoming your covering. And I know that's like an old school Bible phrase or whatever, but I, as a strong, independent black woman, I want to be covered. I need to be covered because that it's it's crazy out here in these streets. I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. And the way that God designed marriage for uh, a man to cover his wife and to to bear the brunt of a lot of things that can come at us in this world is a beautiful thing. I think oftentimes as women, we may feel like something is being taken away from us when actually something is being added to us, something is being given to us. And so it's a beautiful thing. And I would encourage you to really look at that, really look at that, especially if you have qualms about taking on your spouse or your future spouse's last name um, because there's, I definitely believe there's some blessing that comes with that as well. So 
Yeah, so that was a major hookup this summer. And then we had some breakups, okay? Some of them, I was like, okay, I could see that coming. Others, I was like, for real? That really happened? So, yeah, this is one of them where I was like, for real? Because I just knew that the Michael B. Jordan and the Lori Harvey were, like, going to make it to the altar. Like, they were just, you know, chilling for what? I want to say two years? Um, and seemed really happy with one another, but they decided to part their ways. Um, and I, I know there was a lot of dialogue around not just the them going their separate ways, but the reason behind it. You know, oftentimes you hear, okay, the woman, she's like, uh, how much time we got here? What's your plans? What's your intentions? You know, and usually the guy's kind of dragging his feet or so we've, we've been told or heard. This was the exact opposite. Michael B. Jordan was ready to put a ring on it. And Lori was like, pump the brakes. I'm still living my best life in these streets. And, you know, I don't want to get married right now, you know. And when you think about it age-wise, 10-year diff- age difference, he's 35, she's 25. And so she probably is like, uh, I'm going to need a little more time before I settle down. And he's probably like, I'm trying to settle down and, you know, have a family. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do this, you know. But... All that to say, it was interesting to have the roles reversed. So what are your thoughts on that, Toya? Well, I hope um, Lori um, is happy being (laughs) single. Um, (laughs) Michael B. Jordan, I think, was a great catch. Um, And I think some other woman's going to be very happy uh, to date and marry him. And we don't say young forever, you know. Miss Lori, we don't stay young forever. Miss <laughs> Lori, I know you're 25, <laughs> but you will age. Um, and then you might regret, like, dang, he was a good dude. Like, I should have, you know, because as you get older, I think the options really start to slim because a lot of uh, good men are unavailable. They're already married, taken, or whatever. So, <laughs> What you doing, girl? <laughs> oh, do that one more time, Toya. That I mean, I hope you know what you're doing. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. It, well, it, we'll no. see. Yeah, this living a 25 forever. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. All right. So yes, yeah, so that was one, and then uh, one that I kind of expected. You know, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian call it quit. So. You know, I feel like that might have been her summer, spring fling, whatever you want to call it, you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, and he he got he got a body count, as my husband likes to call it as well. <laughs> so I wasn't really expecting too much, too much longevity out of that. I, honestly and truthfully, I'm still I hate to see families broken up. I'm I'm praying for her and Kanye to 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 get it right, you know, but we'll see what happens. So anything you want to share on, on this uh breakup? No, I just I didn't foresee it lasting like super long, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, we knew that was coming. Yeah. yeah. Like a Mack truck, I could see it coming. All right. So let's move on. And we have some new music this summer. So uh, I thought it was dope that we had two albums come out a week apart. Uh, Lizzo dropped something new. Beyonce dropped something new. I know both of them actually had some 
backlash as well for using the same word, the word spaz, which is a whole nother educational topic. But uh, yeah, and they both had to retract and, and re-release, you know, but all that to say, I thought their albums were kind of on two opposite ends of the spectrum, uh, which is really interesting, especially in this day and age of empowerment. So uh, let's say, Toya, what are your thoughts? Well, um, you had me listen to these artists this weekend. Um, I just want to throw that out there. I don't normally listen to uh, Beyonce, Beyonce and Lizzo like that, but Maya Dawson had me listening to these albums. And I will say, I grew up in the time of Destiny's Child, Say My Name, and um, The Bills, all of that. We had like little dances and routines when I was in high school to those songs. And, you know, I can get down to some Survivor and Cater to You, stuff like that. But I listened to this new album. I was like, whoa. It's like, it felt really, really dark to me. Yeah. Um, listening to it, even like the first song, I was like, geez. Like, lots of explicit language. Um, and then I really was disappointed in the Church Girl song. I was like, man. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Like, and then I listened to Lizzo um, as well. Um, but you know, Lizzo, her album to me was like, okay, that's to be expected. Um, I liked her lyrics uh, better than Beyonce's. Um, I would say some of her songs um, that I did listen to, um, and I could tell like Beyonce's songs were like. It sounded more like for like dancing, club scene. So maybe that's what she was going for. I don't know, but it's not really my my uh, type of music. So yeah, I will definitely say Beyonce was on the house vibe all day, which sonically dope. I'm not gonna lie, sonically like if you were just playing an instrumental, I would be, I'll be in the in the club somewhere, whatever you know, in my living room, whatever, like in my dance song. But yeah, the content was very, um, to your point, very dark, but at the same time, very immature. Like I felt like, where is the grown and sexy Beyonce? Where is the, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, you know, I'm 40 plus Beyonce. Like, where's the mature content? And again, it's interesting to see the roles reverse because her husband, I feel like Jay did an excellent job doing the grown man hip hop album with 444. Now, granted, he had to just because of the space and time that their family was in as far as everything that was being exposed and she had dropped lemonade and everything. But at the same time, I felt like he did a great job of talking about grown man issues and real mature topics. I don't feel like Beyonce has gotten to that point yet. And that for me is a little concerning, well, very concerning because again she's a wife she's a mother and she's got daughters so it's like what what example do you want your daughters to have here you know um and church girl kind of took me over the edge because i thought i thought it was gonna be the stereotypical church song you know how most most secular albums they have one christian song on there to just to show they was raised in the church this one was like not only was i raised in a church but i am like gonna completely like disregard the church and like say yeah i'm a church girl but i'm dropping it and you church girls you can drop it too like that 
I was like, I'm good. I'm good, Beyonce. I'm really good on that. Like, that was very disheartening. Um, <laughs> Lizzo's content, I, you know, more of the same. I mean, she's all about confidence, self-empowerment, you know, um, being beautiful, loving the skin you're in, you know, body empowerment, all that good stuff, you know. So I expected that. Um, I could tell that she's in a relationship now. It definitely came from more of a, you know, a love unconditional love place or you love me despite this that and the other you know i am all i'm wondering though when she's gonna get past the weight thing because i felt like she reiterated in so many of her songs like i'm a big girl or can you handle all of this or you know the curves and all that good stuff so it was a it was a lot yeah but where do you go from there are you always gonna sing about your your weight and your body image and your curves is that like are you gonna evolve and develop and sing about something else like and... I, hope, I, hope, <laughs> I hope i hope all we can do is hope and pray to you all we can do is hope and pray so last what's trending is uh just this week our good old president biden making it rain making it rain <laughs> on the loans, I'm saying, I'm saying, um, yes. So, for those of you that don't know, he did two things this past week. Um, as y'all know, since the pandemic, um, student loan payments have been, um, we've not had to make them, if you will. And so, the extension he's extended that time period through to the end of the year through to January of 2023. And then, also, the big, the big one, the big kahuna is. He's forgiven up to $10,000 in student loans for, you know, anyone that has them, which is amazing. So, like, wow, you know. And then at the same time, I know some people were upset because they're like, look, I worked my tail off and paid my loans off. Like, what? Would you going to give me a refund, Biden? Like, how does that work, you know? And then even thinking about the other end of it as well, you know, that money has to come from somewhere where that forgiveness of the loans has to come from somewhere. So how will that impact our economy, which is already somewhat shaky? You know, we're dealing with inflation. Some people are like, are we in a recession? Like just a lot, a lot, a lot, you know, but all that to say, what what are your thoughts, Toya? I am extremely uh, thankful um, for me personally. I was definitely a recipient of student loan forgiveness. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to disclose the amount, but it was a very significant amount of student loan uh, debt that was forgiven um, because I am a teacher and it was able to backdate um, when I first started teaching versus when I actually consolidated my loans, which was like a difference of about five years. Oh, wow. um, so, you know, I even got a little money back because I was like, okay, so technically I should have been done like back back then. So thankfully with the new waiver, um, I definitely benefited from it. And I would say for those that, you know, have their little issues about student loan forgiveness and if you've paid them off, that's great, wonderful. Um, but for people like me, I grew up in um, a very big family and a middle-class family. There was about, I think, six six of us, but I have like, there's like, I have like eight siblings. But anyways, my parents told us, like, if you wanted to go to college, you would have to figure it out, like get scholarships, do good in school, you know, yada, yada, yada because the only way that you can better yourself is to go to college. So my parents did not help me 
um, financially with any of my college. And thankfully, I have a master's. Um, so I knew that I had to go to college. I knew that um, I would have to get some student loans in order to, you know, make it. And I wasn't just going to give up because of, uh, I guess, the challenges that were there for all of us, all of my siblings. Um, we all knew that we would have to get student loans. Um, I had my first year paid for through scholarships, but after that, it was like, okay, now what do I do? So I said, well, I'm just going to do what everybody else does and get loans, and um, which is what I did. And I said I would figure out a way to pay them off. Um, and thankfully, the public service loan, I was like, okay, I, could, I only need to teach for 10 years. And then they all get wiped away, which is what I did. So technically, um, <laughs> I, I, I paid my, <laughs> my way through uh, by you know, being a teacher and dealing with kids and all of that. So I definitely think it wasn't just like freely forgiven. Like I had to do something for it to be forgiven. Um, so I am thankful um, for the different different um, avenues for people like me that don't have parents that can help pay for school. So I am appreciative. That's awesome. And and thank God for your public service, because teachers, especially if we have learned nothing during this pandemic, if we definitely learned to appreciate our teachers more, because I mean, they already were underappreciated and underpaid. But I mean, literally just the past few years that we have had, it hopefully has given us all a greater appreciation for just what you do day in and day out, because there's so many things you have to get past in order to just even teach, you know, like you're dealing with social, emotional, physical, financial issues that all of these students bring to the table before you can even teach them anything. So yeah, definitely public service and definitely should have been recognized and acknowledged for that. So that's what's up. I will ask though, what are your thoughts on those that haven't done any type of public service? You know, I was literally listening to the radio yesterday and there was a guy who, he was like, yeah, I've been out of school 10 years and uh, those student loans have been in deferment for 10 years. And they literally coined the, coined the phrase of you a deadbeat grad because he had not paid any student loans since he had graduated and he was like, it is what it is. They're just going to have to take that, you know? So what, what are your thoughts on that? I definitely think, um, you know, that you should be trying to pay them off. Like I wasn't just like deferring, like I was paying something each month. Um, be it, it wasn't like a huge amount cause it was like income based or whatever. And then like <laughs> having all these lovely kids I had, <laughs> that kind of helped reduce my monthly payments. Um, but I definitely think you should because it is your debt. So you should be trying to make an effort um, to pay the debt off or figure out how it can be paid um, yeah. and not just like defer, defer, defer. <laughs> like how long are you going to keep doing that? Because then your interest keeps building up as you're deferring. So facts facts on facts so yeah all right well let's dive on into 
T, which is truth. Um, and I know we got a couple of questions here, but let's let's just do two each. Um, Toya, I'm looking at time, and we I think you know what we did this last time with sipping tea, like we just went in. Okay, but anyways, which is a good thing, y'all, a great thing. So yeah, so we'll just do two questions each for truth, and then we'll move on. All right. So, what was your highlight of your summer? Oh wow. I'm, I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two highlights, okay? Um, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm sorry. So first one is um, my husband and I spent some time in uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area and had a blast. Like, I loved it. It had been a while since I had been to the area. And so there's just a whole different vibe there. And honestly, Fort Lauderdale used to be a little more chill compared to Miami, but Fort Lauderdale was turning up when we went. We was like, oh snap, like, you know. But uh, yeah, we just had a really great time. Being together, being out by the water and just, you know, just unplugging and spending time. Like that was a, a definite highlight for me uh, personally. And then also wanted to share, cause I think during our last sip and tea, we talked a little bit about the short film, but since then, our short film has actually been um, a, a selected for four short film festivals, and we actually received one award uh, for a Christian film festival. So we have just been blown away, like just by God doing his thing, because y'all know it's been literally the trickle effect. Actually, it was it was like crickets for about six months. We was like, okay, God, like... <laughs> I know you told us to do this and you graced us to do this. What you, what you want us to do next, you know? Um, but we just either weren't hearing anything or we were getting turned down or denied. And so it was awesome, like around, uh, I want to say um, April or May is when we found out we had been accepted into one short film festival and then most recently um, accepted uh, uh, into three more over the past month and awarded one as well. So super excited for that. We're going to be featured in a festival here in Atlanta, which is exciting and scary at the same time because I'm like, Lord, are they going to grill us over the content? Like what in the world? You know, but all that to say, we're just trusting God and taking it one step at a time. And then hopefully this fall, we're actually just going to make it um available for everybody on youtube so actually the one year date from the premiere will do that so definitely another highlight for the summer god has has been faithful and is continuing to be so well, all right congratulations thank you back yeah. to you toya what what has been your highlight for the summer oh my summer was great um it was full of i would say quality time with my family uh me and ryan we celebrated uh 10 years of marriage yeah. Um, and we celebrated uh, his 40th, 40th birthday. We went to yes. Republic without the kids. So that was like huge. We had a whole week without the kids. It was awesome. And then, of course, we did a family vacation, too. We went to, like, the cabins with the kids. And, you know, they went to Dollywood. And uh, so just some different activities um, at the cabin, which was um, they really enjoyed it. Um, we kind of took a break and on all the like going back and forth with gymnastics and swim like we just kind of took it easy um for our schedules this summer and we just kind of focused on like um quality time and let's get back to the basics and working on reading writing math with all of our kids and doing stuff like that um 
And then, of course, we did our re retreat, the Becoming Eva retreat, which is awesome. We came up with some great ideas this summer because a great little uh, girls getaway trip, uh, which was fun. And hopefully um, we can expand and do something like that annually. Um, I think that was awesome. Yes, and include some of our BE community. We definitely thought about y'all all summer. I mean, we, I know we typically do our book club. We're, we, you know, revamping that and we'll be having an opportunity for everybody to kind of come together during this season and read together. But we're excited, y'all. Like, we're excited about what God is has done, is doing, and, and will be doing through Becoming Eva. And we're grateful for y'all's support. I mean, y'all like ride with us, which we're so grateful for. Just like the encouragement, the comments in the chat, the sharing, the reposting, like all of it, we don't take it for granted and we don't take it lightly. So we're just incredibly grateful for y'all and we're here to support you. So let us know if there's anything that you want us to address, to talk about, if there's anything we can do to support you in your own endeavors. Like we wanna be a support for you just as much as you've been a support for us. So, all right. Last question for Truth. You wanna okay. start? So I don't know if the Becoming Eva audience really knows that you're an awesome spoken word artist. Um, I don't know if they know that about you, but you're very talented. So my question to you is what or who inspired you to even do spoken word? Oh, wow. That's a great, great question. Um, it's kind of it's, it's a journey. So I will I will say this. My first love has always been music. Um, I have sung since I was a little child. Remember writing songs since I was a little child. And when I got to college, um, I uh, ended up being roommates with an amazing spoken word artist. Some of you may or may not know her, but she goes by the name of Amina Brown Owen. And she is uh, the one who inspired me to do spoken word. She actually dared me, if you will, to do spoken word. And uh, cause we would go in college, we would go to coffee shops and we would support her. You know, we were like, do your thing girl. We're gonna be out here snapping. We got you, we got you, you know. And uh, we were in a Barnes and Noble and she challenged me and another friend who's also an incredible spoken word artist to, to get up to the open mic. And so I went to the open mic and I say I started with music because my first spoken word was actually me reciting some song lyrics that I had written. And so it just kind of went over well and as I um, started doing it more, I got invited to do it more. Um, we started um, being asked to speak at our church and then people were here at our church and we get invited to speak at conferences and, um, you know, and then we got invited to speak at events. And so it, it's, it's definitely a gift that I feel like God has given me as it relates to words. I love words. I'm a wordsmith. Like I, I care about how things sound. I care about how words are used. I care about how they're articulated and the tone and the pace and the rhythm. Like I could go on and on. I love metaphors. I love when you can use words with double meanings, but they still kind of play into the same phrase. Like all of that is so dope to me. And so spoken word is definitely a craft that I have um, had the opportunity to work on and build up over the years. Um, I'm actually speaking at an event next month. And so just 
it's one of those things that ebbs and flows because I'm not as I have different seasons where I'm more intentional about it than others um, and have and actually have have a goal of um, at least, you know, releasing an anthology of some pieces that I've done over the last couple of decades and then kind of going from there. But I enjoy it. I will honestly say spoken word to me is a lot harder than singing because it uh, forces. First of all, all eyes are on you. There's nowhere to hide. There's no there's no background music. There's nobody else on stage with you. It's literally you and the audience. And I'm so meticulous with my words. Um, it's very easy for me to get hung up on if I didn't do something or say something the way I intended to say it. So I have to constantly remind myself to keep going because again, if you don't show it, they won't know it. Um, but I have to, there's a lot of mental gymnastics that I'm going through when I'm presenting spoken word, when I'm doing spoken word. And so um, it, it can be very challenging, but I enjoy it. And, um, you know, I've, I've heard people be blessed by it. So I'm like, God, I want to, I want to continue to cultivate the gift that you've given me, even though it's challenging. So thank you for asking that. That's a great, great question. Thank you. Okay. So the question I have for you is who or what inspired you to become a teacher? I did an internship when I was in college at this charter school uh, in Buckhead. And I went through like the pre-med program at my school and I wasn't totally sure that I wanted to go into medical school. It was like, man, another like four years and then residency. And I even like took the MCAT and did like the first round of application for medical school. And I was doing this internship and I was like, man, I really like um, teaching and helping these kids. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm ready to commit to another four years, more student loan debt <laughs> uh, and all of that stuff. It was just, I was unsure. And so I took a step back um, and I said, well, let me see the other avenues I can take to become a teacher. And I took like the gaze and the tests and stuff like that because I did not have like a degree in education. Um, so I just took the test and I passed and they're like, yeah, okay, now you can get a job as a teacher. Um, and then I was like a provisional teacher like my first year and then I went through like this uh, uh, program to become like a fully certified teacher mm -hmm. uh, while I was teaching. Um, but I would say my high school teacher, Miss Reed, she definitely inspired me uh, to uh, be interested as well in teaching. She was my cheerleading coach. Um, she was also my track coach and wow. she was my IB biology teacher. So she was doing like all the different things that I enjoyed um, and she would get there early and she was meticulous when grading. And I think she really inspired me and she still kind of, we still stay in touch today. Um, wow. She sends me a Christmas card every year Yay. and I send her one too. Um, and we are connected on like social media and she's, She's beautiful and wonderful, and she just inspired me, and um, she would encourage me and say, well, you know, don't be too picky. Um, 
because she never got married and so she would tell me not to be too picky with um, oh. like, uh dating and stuff like that like her she's like don't don't end up like me like unmarried and without kids and stuff like that so um i and then i used to like see her when i would come back um from college i would visit her and just check in so i think she she inspired me um i don't That's know amazing if you will ever listen to my podcast but Shout out to you, Miss Karen Reed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look, I'm right there with Alfie. I had no idea. And, and we were talking about this when we were working on this on the flow. And you were like, well, you know everything about me. Whatever, Toya. Whatever. Every single time I learn something new about you. I'm just what saying. What are you talking about? We had no idea you had aspirations to be a doctor. Like, what in the world? And Clearly, you could have. You could do whatever you put your mind to. Like, but that just amazes me. Like, like, yeah. Toya was like, yeah, I thought about being an astronaut and you know, got into the space program and everything. But I was like, no, nah, I think I'm good. I think I'm gonna go ahead and teach. I mean, like, really? That's amazing. That's amazing. Definitely a woman of many talents. Definitely. Oh, and I'm sure you're putting your your doctor skills to use now as well as a mom because yeah, there's there's all there's plenty of opportunity there. So, but you know, I think it all played out the way that it was supposed to play out because looking at my life now, I don't think I would want to really be a doctor like now, like in the pandemic, and then I have four kids and the schedules. Um, I wasn't quite sure what type of doctor I really wanted to mm -hmm. be. Um, so I definitely think. It all worked out the way that it was supposed to work out because I enjoy my summer break yeah. with my kids, getting to spend that time with them. Um, I absolutely love that. And I don't think I would be able to have that kind of time like as a doctor. That's true. That's very, very true. I was gonna say you you could be the next Rainbow Johnson, though. You know, she she did it with five kids, you know. That's but, true. That's but keep true. in mind that was fictional, y'all. This is real life. So <laughs> Yeah, this is real life. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all, let's jump into events. Um, and we talked a lot about events and what's training. So I'm just going to pick one thing, okay? And really, I really wanted to talk about surrogate babies, okay? Because we did have some recent surrogate announcements and both, again, opposite ends of the spectrum, okay? So I'm going to start with the Kardashians, and then I'm going to move on into the Holtons, okay? So the Kardashians, Chloe Kardashian this time, she decided, well, I got a baby by Tristan Thompson, so I want another child, but we're not together. So I think I'm going to take his sperm and take one of my eggs and put him in a surrogate so that I can get another child and our children can have the same father without me, you know, getting caught up with this man who's already very messy, mind you. Okay. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? What What are your thoughts? Well, I didn't know the background of the situation. So you just mm -hmm. said that. So mm -hmm. that sounds very messy. Um, I get that she wants to like the siblings to have the same genetic mm -hmm makeup mm -hmm. i guess but mm -hmm. um i think that's a lot yeah <laughs> that is a lot um i think god really loves the family and the way that god designed for families to be with uh, your spouse a husband and a wife and then you all living together and raising mm -hmm. kids together um i think the way that she's going about doing it is not 
really the way that God had really purposed and designed families to be. So I, I don't know that that would not be for me. I would not choose something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I'm just going to say it for lack of a better word. I I feel like it's selfish. I'm just going to say that. I feel like oftentimes we as adults make decisions regarding children without necessarily taking the children into consideration. Um, these children, you're, you're choosing actively to bring another child into an unstable in, or unstable situation. You know, you are not with this man. I, I don't know if you get along with him or not, but, you know, uh, this child, yes, Nick Cannon. Yes, I'm sorry. We're not going to talk about Nick Cannon today, y'all. Stop that. Stop that. Okay, but yeah, he does have no child on the way. All right. Anyways, yes, you're bringing, you're choosing to bring another child into an unstable situation. You know, the parents are already not together. And you're like, hey, let's do it again because I want more children, not because this child is going to grow up in a safe, stable, secure environment. You know, I was listening to um, an interview the other day or the other week and and the quote just stuck in my mind because they were talking about how the greatest gift you can give a child is, you know, a healthy marriage between their parents. And I was like, God, that is so true because we don't realize the issues or the challenges that we find ourselves dealing with as adults um until we really take time to look at okay how was i raised what were my parents like and they could have the greatest intentions they could have you know crazy unforeseen circumstances you know don't get me wrong all of that is real but a lot of times we find ourselves as adults having to look back and say okay something jacked me up somehow (laughs) and it usually goes back to how you were raised as a child so for you to actively for you to actively and intentionally say, I'm going to bring another child into an already unstable situation, that's concerning to me. So, yeah. Very concerning. Leave it at that. Now, on the flip side, uh, Israel and Adrian Houghton, we've actually talked about them before as well. They've been married now, gosh, I want to say for, it'll be eight years this year. I believe they got married the same year as, as me and my husband, but in the fall, if I'm not mistaken. And so, uh, come to find out, Adrian had been dealing with infertility and um, had gone through several rounds of IVF, unable to conceive, and they quietly, and I say quietly because nobody knew that they were expecting their first child via a surrogate until it was announced a couple of weeks ago, which to me was just so beautiful to see that um, and just, you know, the testament and understanding that journey. So what love, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on their um, new, new baby via surrogate? So that's a different, that's a totally different scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely think there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with um, using mm-hmm. a surrogate. Um, especially if you have some fertility issues and it's that important to you to have like a genetically um, similar child versus like adoption because I'm definitely for adoption and fostering Mm -hmm. because there's plenty of um, kids out there that need like a a great home Um, but if if that if it's that important to you and you really want like your husband's sperm and your egg um, and you have the money to do it why not? Um, if yeah. there's a woman out there willing to jack up her body um, for nine months, oh. <laughs> just saying. Sure. Hey, if you got the money, sure. That's that's wonderful. Um, do it. 
I'm still stuck on Jack up. I'm sorry. All right. Because it's hard. It's hard um, carrying these babies and delivering them and then trying to work on getting your body back to, you know, where you want it. If somebody tried to offer me money to carry a baby, I know. It's for me. <laughs> really, no amount of money, Toya. No, I cannot do it again. I don't. I don't think I could do it again. Oh. <laughs> it's hard. It's very, very hard. That's rap. That's rap. I'm wow. just saying it. Is, it is very hard. All right. I got you. All right. All right. So on to advice. Again, we're just going to choose two questions of advice to offer um, in this moment. So, Toya, you want to start out? Yes. So Maya, you've been telling everyone about your short film and congratulations again on the short film. What advice would you give someone who is wanting to produce a short film similar to what you guys said? That's a great, great question. I mean, I will first of all say finish it, finish it. Um, I know oftentimes we have great ideas and, you know, we just think, oh, it's just magically going to happen. It's magically going to get done, you know, but God wants us to be faithful with what he has entrusted to us. And so um, it literally took us carving out consistently a set amount of time each week in order to finish writing it, you know, in order to take it from an idea to an actual script. And I will say this consistency. It doesn't matter the length of time. It doesn't matter the frequency. Consistency. If you can commit to one hour a week, you know, or two hours a week or whatever, like be consistent with it. And I promise you, God will honor that time. You know, one hour a week is better than, you know, two hours every other year, you know what I'm saying? Or a whole day every other year, whatever, like, or whenever you feel inspired, you know, I'm an artist. So I, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh, I gotta, I gotta find my muse. What, you know, what motivates me? And no, yes, all that is important. And I'll have a whole nother conversation on that. But if you can consistently set aside time and trust God with it, he'll, he'll give you the insight and the creativity and the inspiration to put something on paper. And it doesn't have to be perfect initially what you put on paper, but the more consistent you are, the more God will, you know, give you what you need in order to finish it. And then I will say for those of you that have a script that's finished, uh, I would really start networking and looking for uh, production teams or producers. If you need help with that area, I'm more than uh, willing to give you some recommendations. You can actually, um, you know, email us at, you know, becoming Eva today at Gmail. You can slide in our DMs. You can comment here, whatever. And I will give you whatever insight I have regarding that. But it oftentimes takes you coming alongside somebody that has a little more insight than you and knows a little more than you do as it relates to what they're doing in order to really help you put the necessary pieces into place. And I will say this really when you're really serious about it map out a budget because that that brought a whole nother level of accountability for us where it was like wow if we really about to put our money where our mouth is then we really need to trust god to show up so finish it finish writing be consistent put together a budget and find a production team again i can give you some recommendations for that if you need it so all right all right, my question of or uh, yeah, my question of advice for you would be, 
what would you tell someone, especially in this day and age? We've we've had a lot of a lot of pandemic babies, a lot of a lot of a lot of pandemic babies. Because folks at home cozying up, hallelujah. So, what advice would you give to a new parent? And then I'll say in this day and age as well, because we're dealing with a lot more these days. It's a lot more emotionally taxing and challenging, you know, and just navigating that whole aspect of you know having a new little one to care for. So what advice would you give to a new parent? Yes. Well, you know, our little baby Mason is definitely a pandemic baby. <laughs> it was definitely not planned um, for us. And I would say with, with each child, we've gained more wisdom in how to uh, care for newborns and toddlers and raise them. And it's gotten easier with each one because I think, the wisdom. Um, so I would say with our first child, we were very hard on, hard on ourselves because we were really unsure with different things, like what she would be um, giving her to eat and like just different stages, um, a lot of learning. Um, so I would say just relax, give yourself grace um, if you're a new parent and for me, it, it was hard taking advice from so many different people. So maybe you should probably like reduce um, the amount of advice that you're taking from um, different people. Because um, for me, I felt uh, judged and criticized a lot from some people that were giving me advice. And I was like, man, uh, am I doing, doing this right? Am I doing it wrong? And um, so I would just kind of be cautious of who you're letting um, advise you on different things. Um, and like, just not to be hard on yourself, give yourself grace. Um, you're not going to be perfect. We're not perfect. Um, you're going to make mistakes, but just figure it out and just do your best. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. All right. Uh, I was going to say, do we have time for one more question? Or do you want to move on? Cause I'm looking at the time here. What are your thoughts? You want to hit another piece of advice or move on to the top picks. We can talk about top picks. All right, let's do it. So coming out of summer, I'm sure people been Netflixing and chilling, you know. Uh, anything you want to share that you've either been binging show-wise, book-wise, podcast-wise, music-wise, um, anything. Influencers you may be following on social media, anybody you want to recommend or anything you want to recommend? Um, book-wise, I've been... Um reading, I think it's called like positive parenting techniques for uh, children with uh, autism. Um, one of our kids uh, was diagnosed as high functioning autistic. And so we have been learning how to parent correctly. Uh, well, I wouldn't say correctly or other strategies and, and tools to like best um, parent um, our child. So that has been something um that's been a journey that's like a whole nother like topic so i don't want to get too far into that but um and then watching wise i've been watching black love i've been watching uh, married at first sight um and queen sugar and those are kind of like my top things i've been watching a weekly married at first sight 
got some predictions. Um, I don't know. Do you watch Mary at first sight? I don't. I keep seeing things pop up on my feed. Did the season just start or where where are they? I think we're like maybe three or four episodes into the Okay, season. okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So did Queen Sugar start back already? Or you catching up? It did start back. Started back for their final season. How in the world did I miss that? Lord, I need to. Yes. Okay. I need to dive on in. Yes. Final season. Definitely. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing those recommendations. Um, book wise, I've actually been reading a book called Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Uh, excellent book if you are a, a woman in the workplace. And it really talks about just how we're wired as women and why we don't typically go after promotions as much or as often as men or, you know, how to find a mentor, um, just great tips and tricks. And it was really great, honestly, to um, read about things that I was like, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that has these thoughts or these feelings. Like sometimes you feel like, am I crazy? Am I, you know, am I paranoid? Am I, you know, but it, it's a great, great book. And so um, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, I would definitely recommend that. Um, shows, um, actually, uh, Black Love All Day. Yes, this is their final season too. So it's really cool because the creators of Black Love are part of it this season. So that's really been cool to hear their journey and their story as well. And um, and their filmmakers, I think they actually met at the Toronto Film Festival, which is really interesting. So um, definitely watching that. And then I thought about you, Toya, because um, All Rise moved to oh, and I know you and your husband have Yeah, y'all have been watching it, right? Yeah, we've been watching it. I forgot about that one. I remember him mentioning it. And I had caught a couple episodes when it was on CBS, but I was like, okay, I need to catch back up now that it's on OWN. And so I kind of binged the first uh, 10 episodes or whatever since they've been on OWN, which I was like, oh my gosh. I was screaming and yelling at the TV by the time I got to the last scene. I was you know like, what? When it was on CBS, I will say it did not have as much drama as it as it has now. I was like, oh, knows how to amp up the drama because it's ugh. definitely different than when it was on CBS. Um, I, did you have a chance to look at any of the ones from CBS? It's a couple. So I was going to, which is, if I'm honest, probably why I didn't really keep watching it because it was moving a little slow for me. But I was going to ask you if you felt like it's a good or a bad change. Like, I mean, it depends on like, you know, if you like drama. <laughs> I said, I would say it's more, it feeds more into my guilty pleasure um, mm -hmm. watching it now. Mm -hmm. As opposed to uh, when it was on CBS, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, like a clean TV show to watch, and now it's like, ooh, like juicy. <laughs> it's interesting because the lead character, she's an executive producer now, so I'm like, clearly she has signed off on this direction. If you know, but yeah, interesting. Weigh in if y'all watch All Rise, you know. <laughs> so, all right, and then you know, we could not start the first season off without giving a black dress update. Okay, for those of you that followed us and were a part of. Um, watching us during season four, we have the black dress challenge, you know, and 
we didn't necessarily, I don't think, put a bow on it, really. We encouraged everybody to, you know, take a picture in their black dress, which I think, Toya, you posted one over the summer. Kudos. Um, I took a picture in my black dress, probably like in the middle of the black dress challenge. And I was like, oh, I don't like the way I look in this dress right now. So I'm away. I need to do some more work. So <laughs> I still need to post, you know, take another picture of mine. But I wanted to just kind of let y'all know we have not forgotten, you know, and we encourage you to still stay on that regimen um, because there were a lot of great tips that we gave during that time. And we actually, you know, eventually want to have like a black dress event where we kind of have everybody come in their black dresses in person, you know, um, a lot of things we're, you know, talking through for the Becoming Eva community. So don't, we, we haven't forgotten about the black dress um, challenge, but Toya, anything you want to share on the black dress challenge? I would just say, um, stay consistent. Um, I'm still working at it. Um, it is definitely a journey um, with like eating uh, healthy and doing some form of exercise, even if it's just walking. Um, I try to walk at least 30 minutes a day, um, at least for my cardio. Um, so even if you're doing just stuff like that, just don't stop. Yes, consistency is key, definitely. I'm working through a plateau now and I'm like, keep going, keep going. This is usually when you give up and you get frustrated and you go back to your old ways, but like, nope, Keep going. I'm going to keep going. So consistency is key. Thank you so much, Toya. All right, y'all. We made it through officially episode one of Sipping Tea with BE. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to be back in full effect. And we got more planned for you. Toya, you want to talk about next week's episode? Next week, we're discussing Enneagrams and what's your type. And we're going to have a special guest, my lovely sister-in-law, Miss Brandy Underwood. So we are looking forward to having her on the show. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're looking to get um, more subscribers on our YouTube channel. So if you're not subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. Yes. Soon. And don't forget to order your merch at becomingevatoday.com. Bye. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time.